It is your boy Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Another incredible day. We are completely live today. We are completely live. I want to open up the phone lines to all my friends, all my family, all the great people that I've been meeting across the country. This is your day to call in and holler at me. Um, we've been going to some great places. We've been to Richmond, Virginia. We've been to uh, Cleveland, Ohio, Tunica, Mississippi. We've been to uh, Dayton. Dayton, Ohio, this past weekend was completely incredible. Great crowds, great people. And um, we've been amassing this list, this phone list, and this email list. So I wanted to take some time out to really just just have a conversation and, and holler at the people, man. So this is Rodney Perry, and I'm hollering at you. Today we are going to get it in, and uh, I'm super-duper excited to talk to all of y'all. So call in. Um, and um, what's matter? Text me the number so I can make sure I give them the right number. Call in, and what we're gonna do? We're gonna open up the phones today, and it's gonna be completely improv to improv off the chain. Speaking of improv, tomorrow my improv group is taking the stage. It's been seven weeks, and they have gotten everything done. They have they have done the improv. They have done the sketches. They have done the pitches. They've done everything they need to do. Tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday for them. They will be getting it in at the green room. Uh, only five bucks to get in, man. And please do yourself a favor and come check this out, man. You will really be thoroughly entertained, man. It will be 90 minutes of the best comedy, best fun you ever had. So I'm super, super duper excited about that. Get ready. Bump your seatbelts. This is Roddy Perry Live. Man, run a couple of commercials. When I come back, we'll start taking some calls. Give us a call. 
played a, a, a recorded show. Oh, if you want to talk, if you want to talk, press 1 to talk. If you want to talk to me, you want to say, Ray Rod, I got something to say, make sure you press 1 so we can um, we can make sure we holler at each other. You know what I'm saying? That's how we get it in. That's how we do it. So uh, other than that, we're going to keep continuing to, to take it to the next level. Uh, the tour is in full effect. Uh, Ryan Evans is touring with me. Uh, happy birthday to Ryan uh, this week as well. Ryan is uh, uh, having his birthday uh, go down. He's a tourist bull, which makes him a little difficult to work with sometimes. But he's my brother, and he gets it in. And uh, I got big congratulations to a couple of my family members. Uh, my my, um, my brother, my younger brother, Charlie, is graduating from Diller University this weekend. So sending blessings and congratulations to Charlie Coleman. Man, man, I'm so, so super proud of you. And also my mom. You know, I mean, you guys know my mom from the show, and uh, she's been really working diligently and hard to um, – to really, you know, to, to get her, uh, her her advanced degree, her Master of Divinity. And so she's here at ITC right here in Atlanta, and uh, she's been she's been working hard. So she's, she's up and running, getting it in. I'm very proud of her. Way to go, Mom. Keep doing, keep doing great, great things. We're very happy uh, of all the stuff you're doing over there. And then my baby. My baby went on prom. You know, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw some of her pictures. My daughter went on prom. And and really, uh, it was like looking at a little princess, man. And just last week, I took her to get her license, which I almost wept. You understand me? Rodney Perry almost cried like a baby, <laughs> you know, just at the prospect of, of your child meeting that new milestone. So uh, with that, we're going to get this show on the road. Uh, we come back. We're going to take a couple calls. We come back, we're going to be in full steam. So hope y'all ready for this. We're getting in. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. And I would do anything for love. Oh, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that or that or this. Oh, I'm up, man. Shit, I'm tripping. Hey, y'all, we we're doing a new little thing behind the scenes over here because uh, uh, we're we're prepping for our improv show tomorrow. So that means that everything is, you know, you know, I I handle a lot of that stuff on my personal computer, and my laptop is used being used to edit right now. So I'm, I, you know, I, I for the first time in my blog talk life, I'm relinquishing all the controls to the the lady in this cabinet, Ms. Madeline Smith. Madeline, how are you? Now I know you you don't like me talking to you, but how are you doing today? Say something to me so I can know you're there. Hello. Man. I know she's like, please don't talk to me, Rodney. <laughs> All right, <laughs> man, let's don't want to talk. Hey, let's talk to uh uh. Well, I don't know how to say this. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce your name. 
Ronta from Virginia. You're on the line. Roddy Perry Live. This is Ronetta. 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 What's up, Ronetta? How you doing, sis? I'm doing great. I, oh, this is the Rodney Perry Show. Okay, that's what's up. I seen you when you came down for um the Funny Bone. You and your brother. Yes, man. Man, man I got to tell y'all. You and Richmond. Can man. I tell you something first? Tell me something. You killed it. I've never seen nobody do that before. Really? You even made my best friend, husband, get up and dance. Like, he don't even do that. Okay, okay, so tell me about that because, excuse me, I do I do a lot of, you know, I, I pride myself on being a good stand-up comedian, you know, stand flat-footed, tell jokes, but I do a lot of crowd participation stuff in my show, and people tell me that's one of the things that they like about, you know, the live show and, and what makes it different than a lot of other comics. Would you agree with that? Oh, I, I definitely agree because you really get the crowd into your show. It's a difference with being funny and being comical. And you funny. Okay, okay. You all right. You all right. Man, it's such a great area. Um, of course, my tour is called a black tour. And I didn't know y'all had such a, a rich black history in Richmond, Virginia, man. We went over to the Hippodrome and uh, Michael, Michael Bam Bam, he took me around and gave me kind of some of the history. Talk to me about some of the black history in Richmond, Virginia. The slavery? Because that's uh-huh. what this Commonwealth is basically about, the black history. The, um, oh, yeah. tell, me, tell me particular what, what are you talking about, because I, I don't know what it started. It's so much. Well, well, well just, just pick something, though. Just, you know, just what you, whatever you want to share. Okay, um, well, I love Virginia because I'm from here, but, you know, we have a lot. You, this is like where the KKK disintegrated from in Arlington, Virginia. You know, so we have okay. a, we have a slave trade here. We have, um, if you, I really don't know how to explain it, because I've never had to explain it before, but I actually myself still take walks and read the the um, the signs, you know, like by Jackson Ward area where Bo, where the Bojanga statue at, you know, you have the signs of saying yeah. where the eighteen where the eighteen hundred war started and you know. Um, you gotta be particular about what you want me to say because honestly the only thing I the, the history of Virginia is slavery. The Commonwealth. Can can you still feel a sense of people with that mindset even now? Yeah, I do. But I also I have to say that um not to, I'm not color struck when I say this, but I have to say that it's a lot of white people that are not like that no more. But you still have your right. old white people who probably family members were slave owners that really don't want to deal with blacks at all. Yes, and it's really like that in uh, it's really like that in Hampton, Virginia Beach, and Norfolk, Newport News, all those places. It's really still like really that. we we we. We're headed to Virginia Beach in a few in a few weeks, but but you know what's amazing to me is I think we as black people, you know, sometimes you can you can feel like slavery is so far away, but it's really it's really still in 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 the, in the collective consciousness of even us as blacks, the way we deal with, with the way we treat each other, especially right here in Virginia, all over Virginia, yeah. not just Richmond. You know, because like I said, you know, this is really where 
I'm going to tell you a story. I went, uh, about 10 years ago, I went into a restaurant on Gray Street to use the bathroom and order some food. When I asked where the bathroom was at, they told me they didn't have public bathrooms. I'm like, this is a restaurant and a bar. What do you mean you don't have public bathrooms? Yeah, ain't, no, ain't no way you don't have she a walked, public bathroom. Yeah. She walked off from me. I kept saying, is somebody going to wait on me so I can order a drink? Nobody never came. I just walked out the restaurant. So that's that's just a good piece of, yes, it still goes on today. I had one of my clients, I braid hair, I had one of my clients go into the store across the street from my job. She said she walked in and she spoke. They didn't speak to her, but they took her money. Wow. So, I mean, like I say, yeah, you still have that going on here. It's not going to change. It's not going to change. But you can, you can, you can, you have no, they have no choice but to deal with, deal with. Yeah. The black or the urban cause they have no choice but to deal with us because we here. They can't change. But if they had their way, wow. it would not be it would not be like this at all. That that's so amazing to me. I give you a great a great example. I was in Cleveland and of course the black tour we, we look at a little slice of black history in every city. Cleveland is the home of the first black owned McDonald's franchise, right? So oh, yeah. so what was what happened Back in the day, is these black people was trying to franchise McDonald's. Well, McDonald's said no. You know, they said no, no black people can franchise McDonald's. So what we did collectively is we economically boycotted McDonald's. <laughs> black, black people said we don't want no McDonald's. And you know what? Within like a couple of weeks, they was like, okay, y'all can have a franchise. And that first franchise came about in Cleveland. So, yeah, it, it's crazy. And you know what else is crazy? Starbucks do not support um, urban education. Really? Yes, really. Starbucks do not support it. They don't. They will not support it. At first, they had made a negative comment about supporting truth. But when somebody went on the Internet and put it on the Internet, they went back on the Internet and said that that's not true. They're doing this, that, and the other. Well, I know that, I know for a fact, I don't know, you know, I don't. I can't say if that was true, but I know for a fact that Starbucks does not support the urban community at all. They will not give to the schools. They will not give to the community. See, you know, like how you try to have, um, you know, how you have a lot of people out here who, a lot of black people out here who try to help the the youth because the youth is going astray. So they try to help the right. youth. They get no support. So what they do is they walk around from door to door collecting money, and they show you what they're doing, you know. And they tell, they they was the ones who told me how they went to Starbucks and to get Starbucks, not the Starbucks here, they called the the head administration the office. corporate office, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Corporate office, yes, and tried to get them to support. They wouldn't support. They don't support black youth. I mean, not black youth. They don't support Black education, they don't. They don't wow. support uh, what you call it. If it's if it's public schools, they're not supporting it. Wow, we we definitely got to look into that, man. But uh, man, I I can't thank you enough for coming out to the show and and passing the word on and letting folks know about Rodney Perry, man. Because what what I understand about my my individual journey is a lot of people, you know, uh, may know me from like TV or the movie, but a lot of y'all had to see me live. So, yeah. you know, I, I really, you know, try to give a great show because 
you never know when you're making a fan for life. And uh, hopefully I'll see yeah. you at another show. I seen you on TV. I was cool. But when I saw you live, I was blown away. So you got a fan for life. <laughs> hey, I couldn't hey, believe you made hey. my friend. Yo, he is so bougie. I could not believe you made him. <laughs> hey, call him and tell him to call me. Call him and tell him to call me. You got the number. The number. <laughs> Oh, I got the number. I'm going to make sure. Your brother, Ryan? Yeah. Your brother, Ryan? Yeah. Um, her daughter, the people that I'm talking about, um, yeah. your, her, your, your brother used to mess with her daughter. I, I met you, actually. You just probably don't remember me. You know, I'm like okay, you know, okay. one of 10,000 people you met that night, probably. But Hilarious. I met <laughs> you that night. So, you know, I, I, I really, by me talking to your brother. I, I, th- I think you know, I remember who you are because they showed me pictures of Ryan coming to their house. Oh, okay. Okay. I think they okay. did. I think they did. Yeah, okay. and that was rich. Well, look, yeah, I remember that. Let me ask you something. How do you feel about poetry? Do you like poetry? Oh, I love poetry. I some of my, my good friends, my, my friend Georgia Mean is a, a Tony Award winning poet, my boy Poetry, Tony Award winning poet. So yeah, poetry is is huge in, in uh in the Rodney Fair world. Well, let me ask you something. Can mm-hmm. I do a poem? How long is it? Two minutes flat. Two minutes flat. Can I introduce yeah. it? What's the name of the piece? You know what? I never thought of a name for my piece, but you know what you can call it? Okay, you know what? You know what? I'm going to just introduce you. Okay, Okay. ladies and gentlemen, it's Rodney Perry Live. You never know what's going to happen. We are completely live. Richmond, Virginia, then called in and showed us so much love. We're going to give her the mic for the next two minutes. Her name is Ronetta. Go ahead, Ronetta. Okay. I stand tall as trees and bright as lights on poles at night, dark as the sky, and most will call me midnight as I pass by. They mad at me because I know these streets better than I know my own family. But I was only 13 when it was given to me because of my violent ways. And you know what? I really still don't have my mother to these days. But you can't miss what you ain't never had. And I'm just not the one dwelling on the past, see? I didn't take that class. Now, I try real hard to maintain my attitude and deal with people in their ways, but it's bugs. Yo, they'll flip the script on me, but when I snap back, they say that I am wrong. Please. I have too much to lose. I only know street rules, so how they blame me for losing my cool? And I ain't changing my ways for nobody. I'm by myself like Hardy. When the police chased him in the alley and shot him in the back of his head and it was justified, at least that's what the prosecutors said, but then they wonder why I am so mad. I didn't ask to come here, and I sure can't wait to leave because it's life. It ain't for me. I don't love my neighbors, and if you smack me, I'm not turning the other cheek. And don't blame me. It was Adam's fault. He didn't listen to G.O.D. That's why this whole world is corrupt. Our people in poverty. Sons and daughters are like dead, and you see some gunshot wounds. Teachers can't even teach class because kids rule. And if we beat that ass, the judges show they call it child abuse. But then they wonder why this world is so cold. And if they can't kill us, they'll get that child 50 years or better with no parole. Does that always be? That no leaving, honey, they'll post bail for. That blow trap diva who squeeze and won't tell. Say, forget you never say what bail master these trees don't spend what I wait up for, what I eat sometimes twice a week. But stand strong on my own two feet, even if it comes to a robbery or police or back down, only when necessary. You see these streets, 
They done made me insane. It's like an inbred pit off a chain. I even learned how to aim or rip through your toys so no feelings or pains or lay back and let my greens burn slow. Now, I'm not claiming to be gung-ho, but my life, that's how it goes, yo. It's so real like my mom's disease. It'll take your eyesight and tender your knees. And I don't care about what they have to say about me. They can play me 50 feet because I'm always in peace like my peeps in the cemeteries. And when they bury me, Rodney, remember, I was more than a G. I was the daughter of the mother to these rich man streets. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Awesome. 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 Man, Ronetta, you just blessed us today. Really incredible piece, man. Really incredible piece. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Thanks. Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We are live today. If you want to talk to me, you want to ask Rodney Perry a question, anything, give us a call. The number is, let me tell you right now, the number is 718-305-6383. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Go ahead, man. If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. Four, that's two, uno. What up, y'all? It is time for Off the Chain with me, Rodney Perry. I'm your host. My girl, DJ Tracy Steele, is on the ones and twos, and we premiere October 22nd, 9 p.m. on Bounce TV. You don't want to miss it. The best in stand-up comedy. Let me tell y'all something. It's going to be so off the chain. Did I say that? Off the chain. I'm crazy. Bounce TV. That's www.bouncetv.com. Hit them up on Twitter, bounce underscore TV. They're at bounce underscore TV. This is Rodney Perry, and I'm the host, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, this is Rodney Perry And I am back in full effect Thank you to Ronetta, uh, Richmond, Virginia Man, we've been having a, a great uh, year I mean, We've been traveling all over the country The Black Tour is in full effect And man, uh, we've met, just been in some great cities Cleveland, Cleveland was incredible And they tell me that we got somebody on the line From 216 216, you on Rodney Perry Live Hey, what's going on, Rodney? This is Rob. Uh, I was the host when you was at Improv uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, Rob, man, man, man! First of all, man, thank you, dude. Great, <laughs> great work all weekend, bro. Uh, what did you walk away with from the weekend, man? How was it for you? Oh my goodness, man! You put on one of the better live shows I think I've ever seen at the Improv, and that's coming from me hosting for some for some real A-list comics there. I mean, you you laid it down, man. I mean, if anybody's listening. And haven't seen you live, they need to go check you out for real. <laughs> wow, man, I, I appreciate it, man. Just tell the folks how long you've been in the game, Rob, so so people can you know start the link and connect the dots with you as well. <laughs> uh, I started doing comedy in 2002 because I was an insurance agent with no clients, so I figured I needed to. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey man, I needed a way to talk to people where I needed a way to talk to people where they couldn't get away. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. So I would stand up in front of people, and I was like the the comedy insurance agent, like when I first started. But uh, the bug yeah. hit me, so I've been kind of doing it off and on uh, for like probably the last ten years. All right, well, I, I'm, my my best advice is don't let it turn off no more. Exactly. There you go, man. Hey, I want to do a poem too. Oh shit! Well, fuck it. Louis Poetry Day. Yeah. All right. There was a, a man from Nantucket. No, I'm just kidding, man. I'm not going to. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, 
the reason I was calling though, um, you know, one people uh, some of the people need to really understand about your show is that you really put yourself out there personally a lot. And that's one thing I appreciate. I know a lot of times you go see a comedy show and a dude tells jokes for, you know, an hour, hour, 15 minutes or something. But when you leave, you feel like you really didn't get to, get to know him that well. And I know with right. you, man, you really put yourself out there. And I, I personally appreciate that as a comic because your story is inspirational. So I, was, I wanted to um, see if you would be willing to do the one testimony you do about the uh, VA, the VA clinic, you know, like when you started. Um, oh, oh ab- absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if people absolutely, know that story man. about you, but that was that was really motivational and inspirational to me. And, you know, I feel like if your listeners are listening to you today, man, they need to hear that story too. Awesome, eh? That, that's, a, that's a great thought, Rob. Uh, well, well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you for the call. Hang on the line. Um, uh, the story Rob is talking about is, of course, we all go on our respective journeys. And uh, I, I've been on this journey for quite some time. I was in the Navy from 1990 to 1998. In 1998, I took what I like to call a leap of faith. Uh, I decided to leave the Navy and really go out and pursue my comedy because I didn't want to be the old dude that used to be funny, right? So I packed up my family. We moved to L.A. We took that leap of faith. But what people don't tell you about the leap of faith is on the other side of that mug is real life, right? So I get to L.A. and immediately I'm doing everything but comedy. I mean, I'm managing an apartment building. I I worked at a, a modeling agency, and I look up, and it's two years later. I've been in L.A. two years, and I still ain't really doing what I came there to do. I took a temp assignment at the VA, right? And um, I was doing data entry, and I had been there a couple of weeks, and they were really considering hiring me because I'm a good worker. And um, during that time, I befriended a Vietnam veteran, and this guy was amazing. Man. He was he was a, a double amputee at the knees. So he, his legs only went down his knees, but he was so full of life. He would not let you feel sorry for him. So every day we would have lunch, and we would we would kick it and talk, and, and he would, you know, he would give me advice, and we would laugh. And, you know, he's like, boy, don't feel sorry for me. Don't feel sorry for me. Legs is overrated. You know, I've been I've been rolling, baby. Picture me rolling. You know, he would have crazy stuff like that. He told me, say, Roger Perry, let me tell you something. Get yourself a woman that you can walk through this life with. Get yourself a wife, you understand me? And once you do that, get yourself a girlfriend because your wife ain't going to suck you back. And he would say stuff like that, right? And we would have these great moments. And about two weeks into my assignment, they were considering hiring me, and I think he had got wind of it. And he asked me a question. He was like, Rodney Perry, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm doing that entry upstairs. He was like, no. Dummy, what are you doing here in Los Angeles? Why did you come? I said, well, I came here to be a be a comedian, to, you know, maybe do some acting and travel around the world, to be one of the best people ever told a joke. He said, exactly. So what are you doing here? That was my wake-up call. I walked out of that VA that day, and I haven't done anything but stand-up comedy ever since. I mean, of course, we had ups and downs. It wasn't easy. Uh, I lived in Inglewood, California, in a in a in a one bedroom apartment. I moved up from there to a two bedroom apartment, and I moved up from there to a three bedroom apartment, all at the same address. Okay, 
you know. So it, it hasn't always been uh, easy, you know. I mean, you, you have your, your family, and you still got to make sure your kids are safe, and then you're traveling around the country. And so I've been really blessed, but at the same time, it's been a it's been a kind of tumultuous journey. But I wouldn't have it any other way. And Rob, thank you for asking me, man. I really appreciate that. Hey, y'all, uh, it's Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Nine three seven, nine three seven. You up next on Roddy Perry Live? Hello, 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 Rodney. We enjoyed your show last night in Dayton, Ohio. You really blew it up, buddy. Man, thank you so much, man. Let me tell you something. Dayton was so off the chain to us, man. Y'all y'all got a certain sense of hospitality that I wasn't prepared for. First of all, the club, all the way staff, the the, uh, the the manager, everybody was really nice to us. And and that's kind of your introduction to the city because we meet. You know what it reminded me of? Audience. It yeah. reminded me of watching an old uh... – an old uh, Robin, Robin uh, Williams <laughs> back in his day. I mean, you just Robin owned Harris, the crowd, Robin owned Harris, everything. The black, the, you talking about Robin Harris? The black Robin guy. Williams. I'm sorry. You know the genie, Robin <laughs> Harris. Are you talking about Robin Williams? More, yeah, more? He, he, you owned the crowd. I mean, we, we wow. felt like we brought I, you I, home I, with us. You, we felt like you brought wow. we brought you home with us last night. We talked about you all night. Wow, that's amazing! You know, I've never drew a comparison to Robin Williams. That's awesome to me, man. That's well, that, that's just what it was like to me. You just him. drew it then. Wow, awesome, man! I, I'm glad. People what was one of your favorite moments? Uh, what was one of your favorite, favorite moments of the night? I, honestly, the 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 humbleness of yourself sitting down at the end of the show with me and my buddy and just telling us what it was like to be a comedian out on the road. Oh wow! Wow, I got, awesome, I got to meet somebody that really made it happen last night, and I can't wait to see you come back to Dayton, Ohio. Man, you talk to tell you what Dayton's gonna be my home away from home because we had such a great time out there, and I can't thank you and, and your friends and family for coming out, man, because yeah. you we'll make sure we pack the house. We ain't nothing, you know. So you know, I, I, that's that's my mission right now is to go out and meet meet my audience face to face. Absolutely. You did a wonderful job. I still ain't been to bed. <laughs> we had so much fun name, last bro? night. What's your name? What's your I'm, name? I'm, David, I'm, I'm David Fitz. I'm the guy that was sitting at the table with you at the end of the show, and we couldn't stop the party. We we took it on to Columbus last night. We ended up in Cincinnati yeah. this morning. <laughs> Get out. Dave, y'all went so hard. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I haven't been out in, in a long time, buddy. Nothing really got me out of the house. I got a lot of kids, and there's nothing really worth going yeah. to see. But my wife told me your show was something to see. And I tell you what, wow. I'll never, I'll never uh, disagree with her again, man. When she tells me to go somewhere, I'm going to be there. Hey, tell the wife I said thank you and Dave, man. It's been awesome, man. We And, and uh, hopefully we got your email. Hey, and if you guys want to get on my email list, you know, all around the country, you're going to get on my email list. Call the number, 404-941-6456, and email us, I mean, text us your email address. And then when I'm in your city, we can really let you know that we're coming back. So, you know, please hit us up, and we're going to continue to build this brand. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. Roddy Perry Live. Who's up next, man? Uh, let's see. Oh, this is probably my boy. 818, you on live, Rodney Perry Live. It's me. You know it's me. <laughs> My man, oh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a friend of the show. 
is a friend of the show. Uh, he's known as Bone, Comedian Bone. He's at Comedian Bone. or No, he's at Bone Hampton now. At Bone Hampton? Right? Yes, sir. At Bone yes, Hampton, sir. one of the funniest gentlemen on the planet, um, one of my friends. You know, we break bread. He's he's one of the few people I allow to be in my home. You know, <laughs> you know, you got to be watching me let you out. And, uh, you know, I feel I feel you I let Bone Bone can watch my kids and I don't say that about many men. So Amen. Amen. Man, I gotta I gotta uh I gotta I gotta thank you, man, for being such a great friend over the years, man. I mean you you you're you're one of the more solid dudes that I know. And uh you you super consistent and uh, just a good person, man. Bone uh had a bout with with it with his heart last year. And man, to see you walk around and and get around and, and battle back from that, that that ain't nothing but God. You understand? Man, it ain't nothing but God. But I'm, I, I ain't going to I'm put you on blast, Rodney. It was also you being that angel used by God. Let me tell you something, people. When I got out of the hospital, the doctor told me, uh, you're going to need somebody to stay with you for a couple of days because if you accidentally bumped this place that we went in to fix your heart, uh, you got about two minutes before you bleed to death. I'm not going to dial 911. Man, it scared me to death, man. And Rodney got a house full of kids, man. He didn't even blink. He like, man, come on over here so we can keep you up in here, man. So, man, we took friendship to a whole nother level then, man. He did something that you just you don't find many people willing to just uh, put you in their house to take care of you. It's one thing to come over when you're walking good and you're breathing good, so let me kick you for a minute. It's another thing when you say, man, I'm going to need a little, a little physical help, man. It was taking me two hours to walk from the bedroom to the bathroom, man, and my <laughs> friend was just patient with me. He was like, man, take your time. We got some buckets if you don't make it. <laughs> That's my boy. Wait, wait. Well, let me tell you all. First of all, let me tell you how wrong Rodney Perry is. My friend is in the emergency room. His heart is on the blink. I'm in there cracking jokes. <laughs> cracking jokes. Oh. I got I got oxygen going in my nose. I got an IV in my arm. Nurse is screaming at me. You need to take it easy, sir. Sir, you need to take it easy. I'm trying to explain to them. Y'all got to get my friend out. Y'all got to get him out. He won't stop. They're like, stop all that laughing. Don't kill yourself. I'm like, well, you know what? When I'm with Rodney, that's pretty much what's gonna happen. And let me let me just and let me clear this up, Rodney, because I don't want nobody thinking okay. uh, the wrong thing. It's not that Rodney is on all the time. It's Rodney's everyday conversation is hilarious. He ain't even trying to be funny. He's just telling me what he see on the other side of the curtain. I'm just like Rodney, just stop talking. Just stop talking. Okay, let me let me let me tell you let me tell y'all what happened. So they got born in a in the emergency room area where it's kind of a shared area. only thing separated his bed and the other bed was a curtain. So the guy was over there, but this guy had, had came to another emergency room <laughs> earlier that night. He left that emergency room and ended up over here, and he was about to leave this emergency room. And they was like, sir, you shouldn't do that. Man, this dude was so funny. <laughs> we were just listening to him and talking to each other, and he was like, wow, you're killing me, baby. you got to stop talking about this dude. It was such a crazy moment, man. man. And he uh, our room hopping like uh, like bad Saints be church hopping. I'm like, man, you can't, you can't be hopping a hopping dog. Oh man! Right. Hey, Bo, what, what, what's going on with you, man? I know you just got back off the off the uh, 
the gospel extravaganza. Man, I just got back in the United States. I've been out there in the Bahamas at the Radio One Love Getaway. Now, I know you got okay. some listeners that probably was out there, man. Now, the Radio One Love Getaway, man, it's, it's basically like the gospel version of the Time Joiner Cruise, the Time Joiner Family Reunion down in Orlando. So we got people got from all over the country, man. I mean, and so, you know, they got comedy down there. They treat us real good for the comedy. It was me and my boy, Marcus D. Wiley. He on a Yolanda okay. Adams morning show. So we down there handling the comedy. You know, the concert got everybody from Shirley Caesar and Rance Allen to Mary Mary and Fred Hammond. So, man, we just wow. down there doing it, man. So we down there, man, me and Marcus D., we holding down the comedy circuit. So this is what was real cool about it, man. You know, right now we got to come clean with your listeners. You already know this. Now, me and Rodney <laughs> met doing all the hole-in-the-wall black clubs in L.A. That's all we know. And we, we really, uh, you know, as our careers began to go forward, there was a little uh, uh, Christian soul food restaurant that did black clean comedy, which basically had a bunch of like, church folks stepping up, and that's when I really began to get my legs and move on into the gospel, into the gospel comedy world. And then one day, Rodney Perry looked up and like, man, are you playing white churches? I'm like, man, the white folks just take a liking to me. So, man, yeah. I done did so many white churches that I done uh, missed out on doing a whole lot of black churches, not because I'm saying no, uh, because I was already booked. So what happened, right, right, right. the black folks kind of forgot about who I was. So, man, I'm walking around the Atlantis Hotel and Casino with my boy Marcus D. Wiley, man. Everybody thinking I'm his bodyguard. But then right then we did that comedy show. Oh, we did Uh-oh. that comedy show. Uh-oh. You know, man, Uh-oh. after that comedy show, I'm just a bodyguard. I was like, this is what I'm talking about right here. So, man, it was cool. I was signing pictures taking pictures, everybody was appreciative. It, it was good to be back with my own people, man. You know, I do some shows every now and then, like Detroit World Outreach. That's one church that gives me a lot of love. I host the Joy Fest festivals that's in Charlotte at Carowinds, and it's going to be one in Atlanta oh. this year, one right over there Uh-oh. at Six Flags. That's July 20th. I mean, July. that's July, the week before July 20th, like July 14th. The one July okay. 20th, that's up in um, – that's up in Richmond, or not Richmond, up in Virginia, King's Dominion. So I'm always around with people having fun, but I just I hadn't did it enough to where all these people from all walks of life was truly familiar with who I was. But it was, man, it was, it was just a great time, man. We had a good time. We was tripping. You know, and a lot of people ask me one of the big differences between when I'm out there and I'm doing a white church and doing a black church and if anybody from white church is listening, I don't mean to offend you, but we show sure enough can be real when we do comedy in our black church. You know, they'll right. let me tell and, it. And, and, you, and you know, you know, you know what it is, Bone, because me and David Arnold had this conversation earlier today, and I think as I become more of a seasoned veteran as a comedian, it's less who's sitting in the audience and more how comfortable I am with me, because there was yeah. times. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure you would agree. That was a time when, you know, it, it, you, you kind of adjusted. Like, it was a major adjustment from black to white. But now yes. I would yes. imagine that it's less of a major adjustment because you just, you just, you now culturally, 
there's some things that our white friends just not going to get culturally. But the overall experience of being a human being is very consistent. Yes, yes it is. The more true you are to yourself, the, the more you're able to communicate the overall experience of being a human being. As a matter of fact, man, the tag that it was a white church had me one time, and they said, if you don't do what we saw you see in Mount Nebo Missionary Baptist Church, we wasted our time bringing you here. We can bring a white comedy yeah. to do white comedy. We wanted you come to come on. bring what's going on in your life to our people so they can get a broader horizon. I'm like, okay wow. then. And even told me, it's some other black comics that do a lot of white churches. We didn't want them because we can get a white dude. We can get Jeff Allen and Darren Streblo. We want a white dude. We wanted somebody that was going to bring some. I don't mean to cut you off. Get the people your website, man, and hang on the line. Uh, I got I got to interview my homegirl. She's calling in. Uh, man, get people yes. the website so they can Bonehampton. find all of this. Bonehampton.com. You go to Bonehampton.com, and that's a, uh, that you can get everything. You get my Twitter at Bonehampton, my Facebook, my Instagram at Bonehampton. Everything you need is right there at Bonehampton.com. You can find out more. Hit me on Twitter. We can talk more. Hey, hold on. Wait. Before you go. Can you get them new Bonehampton T-shirts? Man, I got these new Bonehampton T-shirts with the Bonehampton 450 logo on it. Man, it's kind of <laughs> nice, man. It's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. And I love it. I love it. With the, it is what it is. I got that it is what it is T-shirt for you just as well. I, I, need, I need one of them. I need that. I need that it, it, is, it is what it is. I need that. What size do you need? I, that I need that. Give me, give me an XL. Okay. Give me an XL. That's my that's my next shirt I'm purchasing. So put me down, Rodney Perry. I got to pay gotcha. down and everything. Say the word. All right, y'all. Gotcha. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. That's my homeboy, Bone Hampton, hot off the uh, uh, Radio 1, 1, 1 Love Gospel Extravaganza, man. Thanks for calling in. Now we got to bring on Alter, um, uh, just a really incredible lady. Uh, we've been friends for some time now, and she is really taking – everything she's doing to the next level. Uh, Kanae, you're on the line, Rodney Perry Live. Hi, how are you? Kanae Carter, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Man, I, I'm, I'm such a fan. Um, you, you've always been, like, a nice human being, and that's that. Uh, that's one thing why I think you're, you you kind of stuck with me, like, you know, because when we ran into each other in Atlanta, I hadn't seen you in probably five years. And, yeah, yeah. And now, and now to look up, you you know, you're a successful author. Uh, your book is on the streets, and the website is Cooking with Gas. It's Kinecorder dot com. That's K I N E C O R D E R dot com. And uh, talk talk to my audience about the book and and about like what's going on with you. So the book is called The Art of Starting Over. It's a 30-day guide to creating more power, peace, and pleasure in your personal life. And Mm. it came from, I'm a financial advisor, and I would listen to my clients complain about their personal life. These are people, some of them, you know, with significant amount of money and some of them not, you know, just, just people who needed help investing. So I help people make complex financial decisions, but there are mm-hmm. personal life decisions that we need help with sometimes. And wow. what I find is that remember when your parents used to say, do this because I told you so? 
Right. Well, that was crippling us in how to make a decision. Instead of saying, you don't touch the stove because it's hot. If you touch it and it's hot, you will get burned, and then you'll have to heal. You know, we have to get some medicine, take you to the hospital, you know, explaining what would happen. We don't know. We don't know our. We don't know the consequences of our actions, and so we have a hard time making decisions. And a lot of times, that makes wow. people stagnant. They don't want to do anything because they're afraid of what's going to happen. Well, the act of not making a decision is a decision, and so the wow. art of starting over is a blueprint to help people figure out where they are, discover where they want to be, and bridge the gap between the two. Man, uh, such a such a great title. Yeah and a great approach to this subject. And you know what? I mean, even as I'm listening to you, I'm evaluating myself, you know, because, I mean, generally in my life I I make, you know, pretty solid choices, solid decisions, but I know there's been moments in my life where for fear I didn't move forward. Um, How did you connect those dots from being a financial advisor to making this transition personally, what what was your wake up moment? I think the biggest thing was realizing that every decision is a financial decision, and that's a lot of times what where that fear comes in. Oh, I don't have enough money to make this decision, or if I if I make this decision, will I lose money? Or greed sometimes, you know. Okay, I'm making this decision because I think I'm going to be able to get some money out of it. And a lot of our decisions have a dollar sign connected to it. We don't realize it all the time, but it does. And so I would see people make mistakes, and I have made mistakes myself that were costly or that put me in a position not to get something that I wanted. And so in doing that, I started to think about where were the best decisions I made and how did I make those decisions. And so one of the questions I teach my nephew to ask himself is, where is this decision likely to lead? So when you think about where this decision is likely to lead, you can decide at that moment if you want to take those steps. Okay, if I sleep with this girl without um, protection, some chance she could get pregnant. I got to know her for the rest of my life. Do I like her enough to know her for the rest of my life? You know, these are the kind of candid conversations I have with my nephew mm-hmm. um, and then clients as well. You know, and the conversations I have with myself, because sometimes you do have to talk to yourself. You know, we, we call it crazy if you talk to yourself and you actually have to answer yourself. You have to say, Rodney, if you do this today, what is that going to mean tomorrow? You know, how is that going to affect my children? How is that going to affect my – and then you got to answer yourself. you got to say, well, the little one, this is how it's going to affect her, and the bigger one is how it's going to affect her. And my wife, she's going to kill me if I do this. You know, or God or whoever helps right. you make decisions because we have to have somebody that keeps us in line. And so I, for a long time, didn't have anybody to keep me in line because my parents – are so accepting of the way that they raised me that they say, uh-huh. well, if Kanae thinks it's a good idea, it must be a good idea. But there are times when I'm like, shoot, I don't know if it's a good idea. I'm just taking a chance, yeah. like you said earlier. I need some talk. guidance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But they trust me so much that sometimes they say, okay, go ahead, try it. And I'm like, shoot, really? Okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to try <laughs> it. We'll see what happens. <laughs> wow. I, I, it's it's a I'm really on board on this concept because I do believe that there's a cost attached to everything. I think yes. I think God is less like mm-hmm. the God that everybody has painted him to be in terms of, I think God is like, 
yo, you can do that, but, you know, I think it's like Walmart or Target. You got to go up to the counter and check that out. You got to mm-hmm. pay for that. Mm-hmm. You know, so exactly. so if you, if whether that be infidelity, whether that be, you know, you know buying a new house, there's a cost attached to that. So mm-hmm. you got to decide if you're willing to pay that cost for that activity. Exactly. And some things are you Walmart know. and Target, but other things are Neiman Marcus. And you're like, oh, shoot, I can't afford this. I can't afford to make this mistake. You know, you may be able to afford a mistake because sometimes experience is the best teacher. Now, I don't like to necessarily learn about experience. I would rather somebody tell me that the stove is hot. But sometimes we do have to buy our lessons. And you got to decide if you want to buy it from Walmart or if you want to buy it from Macy's, you know. So, Kanae, what, what do you want people to walk away with when they get this book? Because this is this is this is a workbook. You, this is a self help book. You, you know, what what is, what's the what's the end game for this for you? That's a good question. Basically, when you finish the book, you should be, and you talked about it earlier. You should be okay with who you are. You got to be okay with the decisions you make. You have to be forgiven of yourself with the decisions you've made in the past. And you have to have a process on how you're going to make decisions in the future. And if you want to start over again and again and again, this is the blueprint. Because when somebody says, like, I was, for instance, I was a barber before I became a financial advisor. Um, And when I became a barber, people were like, what? You have a degree. Why are you a barber? I'm like, wait, I add value to people's lives every single day. When my clients get up out that chair and they say, oh, my God, thank you, I feel like myself again, that was enough for me. That degree didn't do that for me. But right. my clients' happy faces every day did do that for me. So I found prestige in my job. Forget about it. Can I stop you right there? Can I stop you right there? Because I, I think we, we diminish certain professions because they're not doctor, lawyer, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. when I think of a barber, that is your immediate entrepreneur. You're you're all you're already working for yourself, which I think exactly. is really, you know, the ideal. I mean, when I when I talk to a barber, this dude, he's he's doing his own schedule, he's getting up, he's grinding, he's hustling, he's he's earning every penny, he's making forty, fifty bucks an hour, if not yeah, more and you can have Multiple streams of income because some some of us sold products, you know, did platform yeah. artistry, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, but but go, go ahead, go ahead. So, so yeah, so pe- people people tripped off the fact that you use your degree another way. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I mean, later I decided to start over because I knew that being a barber, it wasn't my calling. A financial advisor is my calling. I I can't even the sun can't come up fast enough for me to get back to work and and finish doing what I'm doing here. So I really love being a financial advisor, and I, but I might start over from here, and I don't care what any what anybody says. It's like what you got the blueprint. Was the best. Now, now, now let me ask okay. you this. Let me let me ask you this, Kanae. Because I've had mm-hmm. talks with several financial advisors, and usually people that tell me that's what they do are really selling insurance, or they're really, you know, you know, basically they're kind of, you know, pimping insurance or something <laughs> like that. So what yeah. do you do? And that was a, that's, that was a problem I had in the beginning of my career. Um, I didn't want to be an insurance agent. 
Um, but that is an option, and that usually is an option if people don't want to get as many licenses as it takes to do what I do, and that is I, I, I'm a stockbroker, um, and I also have the license to give advice. Those are two separate licenses. Now, I can buy, you can call oh, wow. me and say buy Apple stock, or you can call me and say you know, buy Facebook, and I do what you tell me to do, or you can call me and say, hey, I'm trying to decide whether to do this or this, and I need some help making that decision. Well, you need a license to give advice. And so I have both of those. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Right. So that's the, that's the difference. So, and so, so what, um, what's the credential I should be looking for as a consumer? Like if somebody represents themselves as a financial advisor, what are those credentials? Like I know if I'm looking for a doctor, I know he needs to be Dr. MD, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what exactly. am I looking for for a financial advisor? Well, if you, if you want your advisor to buy and sell tra- buy and sell stocks for you or bonds, then they need to have a Series 7. If you want advice, then they need to have a Series 66, and that allows okay. them to give you advice. They have a fiduciary duty to you like an attorney, so they have to do what's in the best interest of the client, not what's in their best interest, uh, like not what's going nice. to give them the highest mission. Okay. So, and that okay. brand, and what I really focus on is comprehensive financial planning. And so, be, uh, being a planner by nature, which is also what the book is about, is really about planning. You make a plan, you stick to it, you see it all the way through, and then if if you need to make a new plan, you do that. And I think people think that one plan is the end all to be all plan. And just like in my financial planning process, I tell my clients, this is a living, breathing document. This moves. If something changes, but the minute you walk out the door, if you decide you hate your wife and you want to get divorced, then this plan changes. you got to come right back in the door, and we got to do something different. Same thing with the book. When you're going through the lessons, and then next thing you know, your son just decided to get some girl pregnant and have a baby, you're like, oh, I'm a grandmother. You know, I'm a grandmother now. i got to change my plan. So those are the things right. that happen. Life happens. Life is continually, continuously happen. And you may love your job today, but say the company gets sold and you say, I don't want to be owned by that company. I want a new job now. Or you may have, may have been a lawyer and you became a lawyer because your parents said that was the best profession. And you never even liked being a lawyer. So you say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. I actually want to become a barber. <laughs> so, yeah, wow. I love change. it. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Arthur Kinney. She's at Arthur Kinney on face on Facebook and on Twitter. And man, I, I'm such a I'm such a fan of everything you do. Uh, yeah, man, extend us out. Um, let, let's run a quick quick break. And when I come back, Kinney, I want us to chat more about the book. And uh, and then and then we'll we'll bring it we'll bring it all full circle. All right. All right. All right. Hey y'all, hang on. Hey y'all, this is Roddy Perry. Tune in, to Roddy Perry Live. We talking to financial advisor, author, and just all around fly lady, Miss Kanae Corner. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. This is D. Militant. Hey, it's Lady Tuesday. Check out Tuesdays with D. Militant every Tuesday on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cherry Rich at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Figure out where you are and tune in. Hey, y'all. Stay right there. We come back. More Rodney Perry Live. Every morning is the same. We say hi to Mrs. Williams. We let everybody and their mama merge. And the one bright spot? McDonald's. 
where we get one of those sweet and creamy iced coffees. Enjoy. Thank you. Caramel. Every day. Hazelnut. McCafe iced coffee. Vanilla, hazelnut, or caramel. The choice is yours. Tomorrow, we're going for a frappe. Who are you? The simple joy of surprising yourself. Yo, this is your boy, Rodney Prayer. You're tuned in to Rodney Prayer Live. Shout out to Kiki Richardson. I'm going to hit you up when I get uh, Kiki. Thank you for hitting me up. Shout out to my man, Carlos Miller. Carlos Miller is is, is awesome, and uh, he's doing his thing. He's on the brand-new brand new show uh, that's coming out, um, That the, the Nick Cannon show, Wild and Out. They're, they're bringing it back. So he's one of the, the new oh. cast members on that, along with a friend of the show, uh, my girl, uh, Shante Wayans. And uh, with that, we are back in full effect. We got Ms. Kane Corder on the line. Uh, Kane, uh, mm-hmm. a fin- financial advisor. And on top of that, I'm sorry, you're a financial advisor. And on top of that, you you're, you also come up with this self-help book. And mm-hmm. we don't always connect financial advisory with you know, a person that's really trying to help us. I mean, you know, it's that you, the. I guess, I guess, you know, when you're thinking of money, that person is, you know, you know, you hear about people in and You don't really know if these yep. people have your best interest. How is it that you were able to find your way into that lane? And that, that I do find that that is probably one of the most difficult parts of my job. The other part is that all this information, a lot of this information, is on the internet. So people say, oh, I can find that on the Internet. Well, you can, but I can help you sift through all that information that's on the Internet and tell you what part pertains to you. So that being said, a lot of times when it comes to being a barber is probably where I started to get a heart for serving and really helping people because I would hear people complain about the same things. Oh, you know, my, my wife is getting on my nerves, or oh, I'm tired of my job, or oh, mm-hmm. I need a new car. Whatever they would complain about. So I hear people complain, complain, and complain. And I don't mm-hmm. like complaints. I like solutions. And as a financial right. advisor, wow. that's a lot of times what I have to help people find the solution because people think that buying stock or investing their money is the end all to be all, and it's not what it is. Right. What you need to do is know what your goal mm-hmm. is. What is your goal? What are you trying to do? How can I help you get there? And so the book also says that. What is your goal? What is it that you want to do? What would you like to accomplish? And let me help you get there because that's what's going to make you feel good because, I, like I said in the beginning of the call, having money doesn't make you feel good. What you do with the money is what makes you feel good. So maybe your end goal is that you want to be able to provide for your family. And so being able to provide for your family is what makes you feel good. Now let me help you do that. Let me put you in a position so that those grandkids of the grandkids that you have now know who Grandpa Rodney Perry was, even though you're not right. even alive anymore. They see your legacy. Mm-hmm. So everybody has what's diff- You know, everybody has a different way of defining what success is for them, or defining what a full life meant to them. And if I can help you get there, because that's what my heart is. My heart is helping people. Right. I have a mentor, and uh, he said to me one time, mm-hmm. "What do you want to do?" And I said. I want to help people. He's like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> He's very bold. He's very bold. So, um, okay, well, let me narrow it down. When I say I want to help people, 
I feel like helping people make good decisions is my way of helping people. Mm, wow. Such such great. I think what you do is so necessary, especially in our community. I think that with, with black people, we don't learn money until we get money, you know. So it. we don't even, we, and then you lose it. Or, or yeah. think, for instance, um, uh, like I, I realized like with my wife and I, we spoke different languages when it came to yeah. money. Mm-hmm. My wife comes from a place that says you save. Mm-hmm. I personally, you know, that whole saving for a rainy day concept wasn't a concept I bought into readily because I, to me that's always posed itself as a lack of faith that at some point you didn't believe that God was going to continue to provide for you. So you saving for that day when God say, dog, I ain't got you no more. So that's what, Saving said to me. Now that might be mm-hmm. an asinine way to even look at it, but that was my view. So what I realized is she and I were speaking two different languages. So one day, I, I got it. Somebody turned me. I take you gave it to me. Um, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans gave me a book called uh, "The Richest Man in Babylon." Oh right? yeah. And and the richest man in Babylon is really small book, but in this book, it spoke to the tenants of paying yourself. So basically what it says is you take the money you earn, you pay 10% to your guy, 10% to your, you know, pay your bills, and then you pay yourself 10%, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, at the surface of that, that's safe, right? Yeah. You know, I was like, you had to read a book to figure that out? I was like, no, but paying yourself <laughs> Is the language I need to hear versus let's put this aside for a rainy day, you know? Right, so exactly. And that's I, actually, I that's, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's, that's actually what I translate to. I'm really good at translating in the language that people speak. And like you said, you and your wife spoke different. Every client that I get speaks a different language. And so I have to take those complex concepts and simplify them to the way that they speak. You know, otherwise, I might as well be speaking Japanese. Wow. Wow. Well said. Now, now, where can people get the book? The name of the book is The Art of Starting Over, 30-Day Guide to Creating More Power, Peace, and Pleasure in Your Personal Life. I love that title. You can get it at my website, kinecorder.com. That's K-I-N-E-C-O-R-D-E-R.com. Or you can go to to barnesandnoble.com, amazon.com. It's everywhere. And if you want to just walk into your local bookstore and tell them to order it for you, they'll do that too. Also on my website, you can subscribe to my website and you'll receive my weekly blog. You'll receive invitations and notifications about uh, events that I'm doing or press releases uh, like the Maximize Your Call, Maximize Your Life call we had yesterday, which is really fun. It was, it's a call we get together, we talk, and somebody, we have like an Ask Kene section, and somebody will submit a question, and I'll answer it. What is about finance, uh, life decisions, whatever it is. It, it's just a lot yeah. of fun because everybody else on the call gets to chime in and say what they're thinking. I love it. I want. I want to get on the call. I want to chop it up with y'all. Yeah, it's a lot of fun because you know how you listen to the radio and then you hear the strawberry letter or you know or whoever whatever 
station you listen to, but you can't really comment. Right. You're like, oh, I want to say this, or he forgot this part, or whatever. Or how about the fact that this lady didn't say blah, blah, blah. So on the call, <laughs> right. you, give, give, you, give, you get to give your advice. You get to say, hey, lady, you're not, are you thinking about this? Or, hey, guy, what about, you know, this? You didn't consider this. So it's right. a lot of fun. I love it. it. It's every first Sunday of the month. I love it, man. You're doing so many great positive things. Uh, you're you're uh, you're here in Atlanta. How is Atlanta treating you? Oh, Atlanta's treating me well. I, I I can't even tell you. I'm so surprised every day at how many good things happen because it was a leap of faith for me to move to Atlanta. I had a great, you know, I was in a great place in Chicago, but I felt like I needed to make a, a transition. And so when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, "What? Are you crazy moving to Atlanta?" But Hey, it's been good to me. I cannot complain, except for the traffic. I hate the traffic. Well, I, I see so you. See so you. You better me. I stay out of traffic hours. Like I don't do anything in traffic hours. What? What are traffic hours? See, in Chicago, we have traffic hours. You know, between eight and nine or whatever, or four and six in the evening. But in Atlanta, you just never know. And two eighty-five is always traffic. And I don't know if I'm going east or west or north or south. I'm like, oh no, no, you you never gonna know east or west because these streets <laughs> go every which way. But I, you gotta learn the streets because you gotta because the Atlanta wasn't designed to be a big city, so no, exactly. the highway system is always mm-hmm. it wasn't planned, you know. So the heart of Atlanta is of course downtown. Everything else, you can take streets and and navigate to places quicker than you can on the highway. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. So, man, I, I want to I I thank you, Kane, for, for coming on the show. You know, I count you as one of my friends, and, and I, yes. I think we're going to probably have to do some business together, man, because, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had some meetings with some financial advisors that just didn't rub me right. And so I, I'm looking I'm looking to fill that, that void in my life. So uh, let, let's let's Absolutely. Uh, let's I would be off. honored. I would be honored to work with you. Yeah. Again, I just to work with you again because I haven't forgotten that our days at the comedy union. That was some of the fun right. times. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> let's let's talk about this though before we get off the line. Okay. I would imagine people are ashamed to come to you as a financial advisor because their stuff is in such a shambles. Do you find that that people are afraid um, or ashamed to even come to you? Yeah, sometimes they are, you know, and and that is on every different economic, you know, tax bracket. Um, there are people who make millions of dollars who spend two million. If you make a million dollars a year and you spend two million. Do you see the predicament that you're in? So um, sometimes you know, yeah, people that's are. Bad math. I think they they get to a point where they're like, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it on my own, and I do need help. And and that's a really humbling experience, especially when you have made millions of dollars. It's hard to say, I need some help. But what I tell people is, you know, you're an expert at whatever it is you do. You you, you own this business. And so you're not a financial advisor. That's okay. You're But you're a great attorney or you're a great doctor, a dentist, or whatever it is that you do that you make money at doing a great comedian. So you're not a financial advisor, so you're not expected. Don't Don't waste your time trying to be a financial advisor. Hire one. Mm. I, I love it. She said it. You can't say it better than that. The website is kanaycorder.com. 
That's K-I-N-E-C-O-R-D-E-R.com. And she's at Arthur Kane on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, the name of the book, once again, I want to make sure I say it right. I don't want to mess it up today. Okay, let me get it. <laughs> the name of the book is The Art of Starting Over, 30 Day Guide to Creating More Power, Peace, and Pleasure in Your Personal Life. Thank you. Thank yes. you so much, Kanae, for, for coming Thank on today, man. And then, you know what? I, I would like you to pop in from time to time and just maybe we'll do a show just what we do financial advice for folks. Oh, I would love that. Okay. That would be cool. I love that. So we'll yeah. talk. I have Madeline call you. We'll, we'll schedule that, and um, let's help some people do better. Yes. Amen to that. Well, Amen you, to Ronnie, that. Hey, y'all, this Friday, Terry. Really... Go ahead. I appreciate your time, and I appreciate getting together and talking with you again. Hey, hey, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. It's been an incredible show today. We opened up the phone lines. We gave the show to you, and y'all made it hot. Y'all made it great. My man called in with the poem. <laughs> Ronetta called in with the poem. Thank you, Rob, for calling in. Uh, man, Dayton, Ohio, you guys were awesome. Up next, Toledo, Ohio, Toledo, Ohio the Stranahan Theater, myself, Lunell, Red Grant, just a great show coming at you this weekend for Mother's Day. And then the week after that, we go to Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach, I know how y'all do it down there, but we're going to come and make it lighter and laughing. My name is Ronnie Perry. Y'all have a good day. We are out.